Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from kinks to long-distance dating and everything in between. Today's topic is OnlyFans, and today's guest is Erica. Erica, thank you so much for coming on today. Hi, yeah, thank you for having me. So would you mind telling um, the listeners, as well as myself, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, um, my name is Erica Heidewald. I... Uh, well, I have an OnlyFans, which is why you invited me here today. Um, <laughs> but I also, um, I'm an actress and uh, a YouTuber. I usually do uh, festival vlogs, but uh, because of COVID, I'm not doing those things now. Uh, and I have, I've had an OnlyFans for almost a year now, um, which I started uh, basically to sort of, avoid the uh actor life poverty that we all sort of struggle with when you're an actor and um and it changed my life for the better by a lot so explain what is um what is festival vlogs like you just like go to festivals all around the world and just like vlog your experience there uh i wish it was around the world i'm not (laughs) i've not done that but um i would like to uh, no, usually I go to different EDM festivals and Braves, uh, yeah, around the country. And Got it. I vlog them and I'll do, um, you know, collaborations with Brave fashion brands and stuff like that. Got it. Okay, sweet. And so you said you started your OnlyFans about a year ago. So has this space, does that mean that you haven't had to kind of have the typical kind of like LA thing where you've had to have like a waitressing job? Like has it kind of supplemented that income for you in between jobs? I, well, I did all of that stuff first. Um, okay. I did, I did that for a long time. Um, not waitressing ever specifically, but I've had a bunch of jobs and um, worked at theaters and done reality TV transcribing and all sorts of things. I mean, I've cleaned toilets for money, all sorts of stuff. And yeah. the struggle is always to make enough money to pay your bills and also pay for you know, headshots and acting classes and things like that without um, getting into a job that is inflexible and won't let you take time off for auditions and when you book work. That's sort of the thing everyone is looking for in L.A. And um, and so, yeah, I did do all of, you know, many jobs that would fit under that umbrella. But then OnlyFans is the first one I found that works that way. And yet you can make more money than just like basic struggle poverty wages for sure yeah and I feel like a year ago correct me if I'm wrong but a year ago feels like you were kind of at like the forefront of it because I feel like it kind of just got very mainstream big just just around then right yeah a little bit um I guess I I had met a couple people who did it and I found that really fascinating and cool and, um, and I was just really intrigued by it. And then, yeah, there was just a day that came where I thought, you know what, I am sick of constantly like being on the edge of financial disaster. So I'm going to try this out. And, um, but then, yeah, it's become a lot more popular and like widespread since then. And I suppose I've tried to do my part or have done my part a bit and that, you know, I make like videos about how to get involved and um, and I think having more information out there about how to get started doing something like this has also brought in more 
um, creators to the site. Well, that's one thing that I find so fascinating about OnlyFans is, and this is just in my experience in terms of like following creators on Twitter and stuff like that, but it feels to me that it's very inclusive. Like I feel like all of the like female creators that I follow are like consistently like retweeting other female creators and like hyping up their friends and being like, not only subscribe to mine, but like subscribe to this person, this person. Like it feels like a very, very kind of like welcoming and inclusive space for women. Yeah, it really is. Um, I have found everybody on there to be like so supportive and it's, yeah, it's an environment where people work together and you will promote each other and help each other out. And I mean, a big reason why I was able to get started in the beginning and just, uh, I have a a Twitter friend. I didn't even know her actually, but um, she posted once that she had paid off her car uh, through her OnlyFans money. Wow. And I was like, dang, you know, I've got some credit card debts. I'd really like to do that too. And right. so I DM'd her and sort of asked her how you do it. And she gave me really helpful advice. And then I started it. Um, and yeah, definitely that like supportive community is, um, it's a big part of the appeal for sure. And yeah, honestly, just the culture of it and the, People made me realize, too, that, like, those are the people that I like and want to be associated with because I had certainly had concerns in the past about, like, oh, if you, you know, sell nudes, then you won't be respected by people and, you know, get in the way of booking acting jobs and stuff like that. But then I met all of these incredible creators and I realized I, I I really don't care what those other people think. If they want to judge this group of people that I know are so um, just such good people and put a lot of effort into creating really beautiful um, content. And so, yeah, the, the culture was a big part of why I was like, yeah, fuck mainstream society's judgments. I don't care about that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this that kind of, I think, is probably a good segue into the reason I actually found your Twitter, which was you saying, you know, one of your concerns was like, oh, well, I'd be able to get acting jobs if I start an OnlyFans. And then now there's like over the past six months, there's been this influx of people who are kind of already a name in acting um, or other types of entertainment, Cardi B. And then, of course, the big one recently which was Bella Thorne kind of like going from acting to OnlyFans versus like vice versa. Yeah, it's very interesting because for a long time, it was like any association with uh, sex work um, and people differ on whether they would call OnlyFans sex work. And um, I don't really care either way, but just to use it as an umbrella term, um, any kind of association with sex work would harm people's careers and they avoided it a lot and I mean there are so many celebrities who got their start nude modeling and stripping and um because it is a good way to make money that's flexible and then they'll try to hide it and cover it up because it has always been a career killer um and still now there is a bit of mm, These celebrities who are going on OnlyFans are not doing full nudity because full nudity now is what they consider would still be um, 
something they don't want to be associated with. You know, that's not classy or whatever. So, right. Um, cause both Cardi B and, uh, Bella Thorne have been very like strict about repeating. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to do nudity though. Basically. Yeah. I think that one of the things that was super like confusing to me, I guess, was for Bella Thorne to kind of, when she got all that backlash for her kind of excuse to say, Oh, I actually this whole time just wanted to, you know, shed light on OnlyFans and make it more mainstream. And she kind of took this very, like, almost like martyr sort of like stance on it. And was like, I was just White doing savior. it. Yeah, very much, very much. And she kind of took this like way of like, no, I was just trying to help, you know, OnlyFans creators. Yet, I think there, it's interesting that you brought up that, that thing that she like was like, but, but I'm not going to do nudity. Like she still kind of was able to kind of like, at least in her own mind, hold herself like above a certain, a certain type of creator. Yeah, for sure. I think she is uh, trying to um, basically legitimize herself, and uh, but that by extension delegitimizes uh, other people who make different kinds of content. And right. I think that's a. I mean, I think <laughs> not only is that wrong to do, in my opinion, I also just think it's a bad idea. Because when you're trying to play that kind of respectability politics and appealing to society's sentiments of what is respectable and what is legitimate as art, um, and you are someone who is on the fringes of that, I understand that many people that have the temptation to sort of distance themselves from the people who are further from the mainstream in order to try and get themselves into the mainstream. But it's a losing game because you're playing according to someone else's values and someone right. else's morals that are not yours. And uh, if you care about <laughs> that societal sentiment, then it's always going to run you. And they can always choose to just say, no, you're still a whore making porn, you know? Right. Like, um, and then you've just harmed uh, a bunch of other people in the process of like attempting to gain legitimacy for yourself. Right. And I think it's almost worse that she already comes from such a high like wealth. Like she's already a millionaire. Oh, yeah. She's already, you know what I mean? She, she doesn't like, she's not doing this because like you said, it's like she doesn't want to have to clean toilets while she's working her ass off to be an actress or to pay bills or whatever the case is. Like, not only is she coming at it from this privileged place and doing it all wrong and further, like, stigmatizing sex work, but, like, she's also, like, doing it as, like, a fun side project on top of, like, you know, her average brand deal where she probably makes, you know, a six-figure salary. So, yeah, I feel like that kind of takes it a step further even. That's been very frustrating for a lot of people because – I mean, that's also what makes it look like she's just wading into sex work as a playground, you know, for right. fun. And she'll have her photo ops and she'll knock some things over while she's there. And then she'll walk out and forget she was ever there, you know. And um, whereas for a lot of people, this is this is survival. You know, it is right. the it is the difference between being able to pay your rent and not. And uh, while, of course, 
a lot of sex workers enjoy what they do, um, and I do too, it's still, it's still work and it's still work that, um, has required a lot of risk, a lot of social risk where unfortunately, because of the stigma against sex work, you are having to decide to take on the risk of people judging you, discriminating against you, um, counting you out from future opportunities, possibly being discriminated against for other kinds of jobs, or, you know, if you want to adopt in the future, there's a bunch of things. And, and then also, um, there's a lot of violence against sex workers. It's a very, like, actually real world, physically dangerous job. And, and those are the burdens that sex workers have to take on in order to do their job and to pay their bills and to survive. So yes, it's extremely frustrating to watch a millionaire come in who does not have to take any of those risks, who does not even seem cognizant of the fact that other people are taking those risks and put in those situations. Um, and also, I mean, I, I don't know this. <laughs> Someone like that is even cognizant of what it means to need money to survive, you know? Right. Right. In any aspect. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's frustrating for people. And then something that really made it worse um, is Bella Thorne's sister, Kaylee, um, wrote a lot of comments on Instagram denigrating OnlyFans creators and basically saying, yes, basically saying anyone criticizing Bella was just a insatiable slut jealous of how much money she was making. Um, And that is a comment Bella Thorne liked, like publicly clicked like on. So, you know, it kind of showed something of where her mind is truly at. Um, Right. But the one that really bothered me is Kaylee bragged openly saying, I don't even post nudes and I will make way more money than any of you. I'm, you know, you're just jealous because I can come in and take your money. And someone was like, basically, we please stop like making life harder for sex workers. We're just trying to survive. And she mocked that and said, you know, oh, well, take your life into your own hands. And um, so then it was not only an accidental, like coming into a survival job and just playing around in it for fun, but there seemed to be a genuine glee of being a rich person walking into a field uh, where many women make the money that they survive on and being proud of, being able to take that from them or make more than them. And that's just kind of evil. Like, I don't even really know how else to describe that. Like, that's just. No, for sure. Shitty as hell. (laughs) Right. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like a bunch of OnlyFans creators came together and just decided out of the blue to hate Bella Thorne. Like you, like creators didn't ask for this. Like no, nobody asked for this to happen. Like Bella Thorne kind of created this issue and then decided to like, instead of taking accountability, like you said, kind of just like 
come for sex workers on an even deeper level. And, and like you said, almost dangle this, this wealth and privilege that she has. And it's, and it's like, well, it doesn't really matter that you're upset because I get to go back to my life and now your life is harder and you have to continue to do that. And that's, you're right. That's, that's so fucking shitty. And it's, that is evil. Yeah. And it, it is part of a very long history of, um, yeah, I mean, white saviors, white people coming into situations they don't understand, thinking they can help or something and then ruining everything and then being all upset and defensive when people are mad at them for ruining it and then going back to their privileged lives and never thinking about it again. Yeah, absolutely. um, And that is really a, that's an important part to think about when it comes to sex work too, because of course, like there are all races are represented. I'm personally white, um, but there are a lot of women of color on OnlyFans, and especially considering the discrimination that uh, people of color face in just employment opportunities in general. Um, right, sex work can be a more important like uh, line of survival for a lot of um, like women of color, particularly than maybe for, than maybe for white women. And um, there are also a lot of LGBTQ people who do sex work because of the same kind of discrimination. And so it really is, you are genuinely walking into a space that is survival for uh, groups of people who have been discriminated against by mainstream society so that this is one of the only uh, avenues available. And uh, and that requires a lot of consideration of what you're getting into and the people that you would affect in the community that you're joining. And especially as a rich, white, cis woman and a famous one, Bella Thorne should have been doing an immense amount of research and thinking about that before she waded into it. And instead it appears she did zero. Right. For sure. And it's, it's interesting too. Cause I, you know, I obviously had heard about the drama and I had seen the stuff on Twitter, but I had no idea about the comment that her sister had posted and especially not that she had liked it. And the comment is particularly interesting to me because I think it goes back to this, this societal kind of like, Mis- not even misconception, but just this like huge stigma around sex work that has existed, you know, long, long before the internet and before OnlyFans, where like, if you take a person like that, like Bella Thorne or her sisters on the surface, and you take them out of this, out of this situation, and you met them at a party, and you happen to get on the topic of feminism and, and sex work, on the surface, I bet you that they would be like, I am all for sex work. And, you know, I am all for trans rights and black lives matter and on the surface they would be very like quote unquote like woke people and i'm you know they're feminists and women can be sexual but then when backed into a corner and when kind of like pushed and prodded with a stick it's interesting to see that those same societal notions are still in those people like for her to say oh you have to take your clothes off right there is misogynistic is you know is, is participating in this patriarchal kind of view of women and especially of women who are owning their sexuality. 
And that's terrifying because, again, like on the surface, if you met this girl, you would think that she was like, you know, she lives in L.A., she's young, you know, she'd probably have these viewpoints that you think align. And then when you really get to get to this like point and you open it up and you back them in a corner and, and they say something that they like don't think about or that their fucking PR team doesn't, you know, a- approve for, you see that, oh, they actually have those same viewpoints that a lot of like these men and these judgmental people in in middle America and these conservatives believe it's like, it's just crazy how ingrained it is in our society. And it makes me wonder how long it'll actually take for sex work to be accepted and valid and for women to be able to do a job like that, whether or not it's because they have to, or because they want to, without having to deal with the laundry list of things that you, you know, rattled off about potential job opportunities and adoption and things like that. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I would say one of my learning moments of being an adult has been that most people, um, yeah, would be good at identifying problems and supporting solutions when they are not part of that problem. You know, they can point the yeah. finger at someone else, but as soon as yeah. it's their behavior is part of it and they actually have to account for it, then suddenly yeah they have no interest in social justice anymore um and about the internalized you know misogyny and and bias against sex work uh yeah that's a big thing and i know because it was a big thing for me that was a big journey for me and it's still something i try to like actively um work against in myself because so like Early on when I started doing OnlyFans, I didn't call myself a sex worker. I didn't think of myself as one. Yeah. Um, and then people started calling me that. And um, and I thought, okay, why, why do I not think of myself that way? And why does that maybe even feel a little uncomfortable when I hear people say it? And right. I realized I was purely based off of my own internalized um societal messages that I just hadn't although I don't intellectually and morally agree with those things with those biases they they still affect you they're they're deep down and so absolutely um so that's why like lately I've absolutely embraced the sex worker label and it's funny because even in other interviews I've done recently um sometimes the interviewer will say that they don't see me as a sex worker. You know, they think that's different. And I'm like, sure. Okay. Like, uh, that's okay. But (laughs) I don't want to make distinctions like that because then I'm doing the thing where I'm essentially throwing other sex workers under the bus and saying, well, I'm more mainstream than them. You know, I'm more legitimate than them or something, which is, I just don't want to do that at all, Um, which is why even in interviews, I felt sometimes a little uncomfortable talking about like what kind of content I make because Uh I don't personally make super explicit content. And that is um, just entirely out of my own comfort level in like what I enjoy making. I really just make stuff that I think is fun and like doing and then anything I don't think would be fun, I don't do it. But, um, but it's like, I don't want that to be 
a talking point of mine because I don't want to try and separate myself from full service sex workers or, you know, any other kind of sex work. Um, and I think that, yeah, we are all impacted by those societal messages, which is why you really have to go into yourself and look at them and analyze them. And whenever you do feel those little twinges of, you know, maybe discomfort because somebody assumes you do full service sex work or something, you know? Um, yeah. Instead of being like, how could you think that? <laughs> or whatever. That's a reaction based off of some moral uh, perceived offense. And so instead, just to react like, no, I don't do that. You know, the same way Old Navy doesn't sell, I don't know, Bolero jackets or whatever. No, right. <laughs> Right. No, for sure. And it's, it's like a small, I remember there was a, there was a, a recent moment with me where I was with a few people, all friends that I consider pretty like, you know, aware of social justice issues and that I consider like allies and things like that. And, and I, and I don't think that she meant this in any way, of course, on the surface didn't mean it in any way, um, like offensive, but she was talking about some girl on Instagram or something some girl that I, I'm guessing made her insecure for reasons that have nothing to do with the girl at all, because you know, that's, that's why, you know, girls are mean to other girls. Um, yeah. And she was like, oh, she dresses like a prostitute. And, and nobody said anything. But I remember when I got home, I was like, whoa, like, that's still a pretty common insult, right? To like, say to so, like, oh, she dresses like a prostitute. But really, when you think about it, it's like, that's right there, like, deeply misogynistic. Yeah. And and insanely, insanely, like, biased against sex workers. Like, it's, like, it's, it's, it reminded me of, remember that, do you remember that commercial that came out when we were, like, in high school where Hillary Duff, like, walked up to those girls who were in a dressing room and she was like, you shouldn't say that that's gay because that's offensive toward gay yeah. people. And it was, like, there needs to be, like, a new Hillary Duff commercial where, like, yeah. a girl calls another girl a prostitute and Hillary Duff comes out. And she's like, actually, that's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean – it's tough because society has so many messages about how women should act in order to be respected and taken seriously and successful and loved. And a lot of those messages are extremely conflicting and they do frequently result in women trying to put down or and distance themselves from women who are not uh, perceived in society the way they want to be, you know? Right. And so I feel like especially all these messages about how a woman should interact with her sexuality, you know, there it's completely impossible to live up to all of these cultural messages. Um, but I feel like many women still feel that anyone who yeah does sex work especially like in person full service sex work has crossed the line of what is acceptable to do with your sexuality you know and so they yeah. feel fine like they feel absolutely fine and and uh like no remorse about putting down those women and distancing themselves from them. It's like society has agreed. That's a red line you cross. And after that, you're not respectable at all. 
you know. Right, and, exactly. Um, when really, I think that's similar to what I was saying earlier about why I don't think we should differentiate between, ah, oh, this is sex work and this isn't. Um, because really, women's sexuality and the way it is policed and judged affects all women. And how sex workers are treated absolutely affects how non-sex workers are treated. Like, we are not two separate classes of people. And when you feed into any of those misogynistic beliefs, you are ultimately only hurting yourself. Because, I mean, there is no winning when you're trying to play a game where all the rules were written by somebody else. So if, as a woman, you are trying to play the game of life written by the old boys club and yeah. what men say is the appropriate way for women to act and how you should be, you are always going to lose. Right. Because it's like, like you said, you, you, you think that you like have this line and you're like, Oh, well I, you know, I, I have sex outside of marriage and I wear crop tops, but you know, I don't, I don't post bikini pictures on Instagram. And then it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's mm-hmm. like, what are, what everybody's line, quote unquote line, everybody's like, you know, internalized boundary is different. So inevitably it's like women in the end are screwed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And really the only way to combat all this is realize that there is no line. Stop trying right. to make lines and work on our society being more open-minded and non-judgmental towards how people live their own lives and make decisions for their own bodies. Absolutely. So do you feel like you, have you like encountered this in your personal life? Like whether it's with dating or friends, like, do you feel like you've had friends maybe when you first started that like distance themselves or is like, is dating ever like an issue or anything like that? So I was certainly worried about it. um, And that's one thing that kept me from doing it for a while is I, um, (laughs) it's sad, but I thought like basically that nobody would like date me seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, like I, I want that, you know, I still want like people to love me or whatever. Of Um, course. Yeah. (laughs) Hypothetically in the future. Um, (laughs) and then ultimately I decided, well, According to my personal moral compass, there is absolutely nothing wrong with sex work and there is nothing about selling photos of yourself on the internet that means that someone shouldn't respect you or love you. And so if anyone does feel that way, that is not somebody I am going to want in my life. That's not the kind of person I want to date anyway. And ultimately it has turned into a good, uh, it's a little bit of just a good test. It weeds people out right at the beginning, like how they react to it. Because, I mean, although we still have so many like societal issues, we also have progressed as a society. And so I've certainly met tons of guys who have no negative feelings about OnlyFans and um, also don't fetishize it or, you know, see it as titillating. They get it. It's a job. And, um, and so I have had absolutely no problem, like finding cool, respectful people to date. Um, and with my personal friend circle, I did not lose any friends. And I also, um, most of my family knows at this point, okay. too. 
and they are also all very supportive. And that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm lucky that that's like the people who I have surrounded myself with in life and also just the luck of the draws (laughs) who I was born to. Um, Right. But I have certainly, um, yeah, I mean, I've had issues with that in dating where like people will treat you differently or they will feel insecure about it. Um, Uh Also, something that's bugged me a lot is guys who I like maybe went out with one time a year ago or something like that. Um, When they found out I was doing OnlyFans, they like came back into my life and tried to get me to like send them nudes and try to get oh me to sleep God. with them. And like, there's one guy who I, you know, it's like I casually saw a couple times, like a year and a half ago and he has a girlfriend yeah. and now he's contacting me on Snapchat, trying to get me to hang out with him. And I think it, I mean, they're only doing that because they have some kind of deep seated belief that girls who do only fans are, um, are first of all easy sexually, right? Um, right, and are super horny all the time, I guess. And and they they I know that somewhere deep down they do believe that we just have low morals because um, it's actually two guys who I personally know who have tried to get me to hang out with them and fuck them despite them having girlfriends. And oh my god, it infuriated me because like. That's not who I am at all. I've never right. done anything like that. Find it morally reprehensible. Would never Absolutely. do it. And you've also haven't asked me before. It was after you found out I do OnlyFans. And so it's like, so me having a job makes you think that I have no morals and would go and fuck some guy with a girlfriend. And right. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, that is part of the dating uh, situation, just men and friendships and stuff, is you find out that some people do have those mindsets, and um, and it's hurtful, you know, and it's also, it keeps you on guard a bit, because you have to suss out someone's true intentions and feelings, um, but honestly, just like being an actress and doing YouTube and stuff, I've had that issue for a pretty long time where, right. you know, you have to be suspicious of someone's intentions off the bat anyway. Of course. And it's so, it's always shocking to me when things like that happen because it's like, who, it's like, it's almost like who do these guys think they are that one, they think that for some reason that you're going to be easier to get or that you're going to get nudes or you're going to fuck them when now you're literally getting paid for. It's like, if anything, maybe it was easier before, before you realized that you could actually make money and pay your bills off of that. Like if anything, they probably had a higher chance, you know, back then they do now that you've realized like, Oh, I can actually literally just take a picture and make like more than you'd even pay for a dinner to take me on a date. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like, like, now that you know that like hundreds of people find me so attractive that they pay to see pictures of me, you think that makes you have more of a chance that I'll sleep with you? Like, right, like that's very bold. Way less. <laughs> that is, yeah, exactly. That is bold of them to think that like that like you're gonna take time out of your day now that you're this like huge creator and making all this money. <laughs> and, 
you're like a known bad bitch that you're gonna like spend time taking free nudes for them like it's just like it always it always shocks me with certain men and and how insanely confident they are it's like i i almost want to give me some of that like this this wild blind confidence that men have sometimes is is shocking to me i always make the joke that like my my i have a boyfriend and he's white and i always like i i have him check my emails because i'm like i need to make sure that i sound like a white straight male because their confidence level is just it's out of the water and i like need to harness it sometimes it's also like evil though because it does clearly cause them to just basically drive all over people in a four-wheel truck and not even notice you know right and right and think that and think that they did nothing wrong there's no accountability to be taken it's it's a it's a it's a right they're born with this right to just take whatever they want at any time yeah i did find it interesting one of my guy friends who asked me for free nudes I mean I was really pissed and obviously said no and then he was just like oh, I just had to ask you know it couldn't hurt to ask I was like um yes it could hurt to ask first wow. of all it hurt my feelings second of all I don't trust you anymore third of all I'm literally never gonna hang out with you again so like right but it couldn't hurt to <laughs> like disrespect me yes it could yeah but but you know not 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 them so it's fine not them yeah but yeah so yeah it's absolutely wild so um I'll, taking it a little bit back to more of like the you know the basics of things would you mind explaining for people who don't know so how how does it because I know that there was an issue too with the Bella Thorne thing in terms of like um, pay per view like how does net how does making money at its basics on OnlyFans work so. Basically, you create a subscription per month price for your page, and people have okay. to pay that just to see your page. And okay. um, there are some free accounts, but that that's not the majority of them. The majority of them, it's going to be somewhere probably between like five and thirty-five dollars to um, okay. subscribe for a month. And so that's just the most basic way of of making money. But a very big way that a lot of people make either more money or the most of their money is selling content over the DMs. And so that might be uh, content that is more explicit than what you post on your timeline. Um, Or it might be content that is personalized, you know, for uh, specific customers' interests. And, um, And yeah, that was one of the big issues and why people were so mad at Bella Thorne is because basically she scammed a bunch of her subscribers by sending out a photo that you had to pay $200 to unlock and she said it was a nude and that it was not a nude so they're really mad and um, you know a bunch of people asked for chargebacks and in response OnlyFans immediately well without any kind of even like telling us all they were going to do it um lowered the max um like message price to 50 was there a cap on it at all before that i think before that it was 300 okay wow that's Um, a huge difference yeah 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 big difference um possibly could have been 200 but anyways definitely a big difference and this was infuriating for people because um yeah this is how we make a lot of our money and also that's $50 before OnlyFans takes their 20%. 
You know, right. So then they're basically saying that anything that you would make any kind of content that you could possibly sell on their website is worth a maximum of like to you 40 bucks. Like that's nuts. Um, right. That's absolutely insane. That's, yeah. you can't leave. You can almost not live off of that at that point. Oh no. I mean that completely ruins people's business models, especially yeah. smaller creators. Cause a lot of the larger creators, they'll basically sell, sell things for cheaper because they can sell them to way more people um and make good money but when you're a small creator and you only have maybe 20 loyal subscribers you're going to make more individualized personalized long content for specific customers that you sell only to them and you sell it for several hundred dollars and that's going to be a big part of how you pay your bills that month um so yeah they just suddenly changed that and um And yes, people could, they also, so they also lowered the maximum tip amount to a hundred. And so like, yes, hypothetically, you could say, okay, this uh, video is $300. So you have to send me like $100 twice as a tip and then send 50 more dollars as a tip and then send you know, and then I'll send you this message and you pay 50 to unlock it. It's just, it's more steps. Uh, which it's is, so many more steps. It's, yeah. it, it complicates things. And then I feel like that immediately turns off a buyer if they have to go through five steps versus one. Absolutely. And it also just subtly and kind of subconsciously gives the impression that we are asking for too much money, you know, mm-hmm. that it's overpriced. Mm-hmm. If the maximum right. price is 50 bucks and yours is 300, then that's going to tell a lot of customers that no, this should be 50 bucks. Um, when really that price was set completely arbitrarily and not based at all on uh, actual like creators' products that they're selling and what they're worth. Um, right. And that also takes away from the like appeal of the fact that you are your own business, that you make your own prices, like the freedom that I think a lot of people are, are, um, attracted to with doing OnlyFans and online sex work in general is that you kind of get to make up the rules as you feel fit. So for them to cap it, it's like you're le- basically this corporation is like, no, we actually now decide how much you make. And then it's like at that point, what's the appeal of even being there? Yeah, no, that's definitely a big thing because it should be up to sex workers what kind of content you make and how you price it. And then yeah. the customers can choose whether or not it's worth that to them. This is what I, I've also said, you know, the problem isn't that Bella Thorne sent out a $200 photo of herself. If people want to pay $200 for a lingerie photo of her, then they can't. Um, and right. It doesn't even mean it's overpriced. It means that's the price they both found reasonable. The problem is that she misrepresented what it was, you know. Right. And you can't lie about what you're going to send somebody. Um, but... Sex work frequently, I mean, it, it's expensive to buy as a customer. It should be because it's, of course. it's a fantasy, it's a luxury, and it's something that requires a lot of, like, energy and one-on-one attention from the person creating it. And yeah, um, and yeah it's got to be up to you how you 
set your prices. Like for me personally, how, how I set my prices sometimes is somebody will ask me if I'll like do a certain type of photo or video and I'll think, hmm, how much money would I have to get for it to be worth it to me to do that? Right. And right. then I'll say, okay, $400, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and right. if that's worth it to them, then they can pay me $400 and I'll do it. Great. And that, and that's the difference, I think, between, you know, going to a restaurant where it's like uh, you have to factor in how much the the food costs and how much you're paying the chef and the overhead of the restaurant. It's, it's completely up to – it's like you said, it's a luxury. It's this person's has something that you want, you know mm-hmm. – there's no like rhyme or reason you either decide you want to pay it or you don't. And that's that. And that because of all these like, you know, societal viewpoints of sex work, it's become cheapened when in reality, I think that you hit the nail on the head by saying it's a luxury. Like you don't, you don't need to, you know, see naked photos. Like it's not, you don't, your livelihood does not depend on, you know, on getting a certain video that subscribes to the fetish that you specifically need to get off to. That's a luxury to be able to pay for something like that. Yeah. And I think it also just becomes from an essential like devaluation in our society of just women's bodies and women's autonomy that people think they have a right to your body for a low, low price. You know, when you decide how much it is worth it to you for someone to get to see your tits or whatever. And exactly. Um, and that can't be something that a market decides, you know, it can't be something that uh, a company decides because it's your body. Uh, right. And, and that's also why, like, you know, it bugged me when people ask me for free nudes because it's like, this is my job. It's also like my body. The reason I'm choosing to post pictures of my body on the internet is for money like (laughs) like it's my body is a personal and private thing and i would not post naked pictures of it all over the internet uh just for kicks you know like i do it so that i can have a job and pay my bills right it's still yeah it's a job but it's still also a very personal job and one that is your own fucking personal body with your own um you know, boundaries and, and values that only you can decide. For sure. Absolutely. So I think I'd love to end it off with just, if you have any tips for someone who maybe wants to start producing OnlyFans content, but is apprehensive or nervous, or maybe just doesn't necessarily know where to start. For sure. Um, I mean, I guess for starters, I'll plug myself a little bit. I have a series of videos about this on my YouTube channel. Oh, sweet. YouTube.com slash Erica Heidewald. And um, so I do recommend watching those just because I have given like hours of advice on them. And I also always ask people to sign up with uh, my code. And um, if they do that, then I do keep in touch with everyone who signs up with my code and I'll give tips. Um, But just as a, my referral code, I guess that's the word. Got it. Okay. (laughs) But the, in general, I would say, first of all, you have to think about would it ruin your life for these pictures to come out? Right. Because that is a chance that you are taking and it's not 
like I've been lucky, you know, you can be careful, you can be choosy with your customers and who you sell what to, but you never know. There are people who are untrustworthy. And so if it would legitimately ruin your life, like your ex would come take your kid away or you would get fired from your job or whatever, then like, don't do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's just an unfortunate reality. Um, right. But if you can do it and you feel good about it, something you want to do, then I would say truly just listen to yourself and like put out of your mind the like societal judgments and think like, what do I enjoy making? What like what photographs of myself? What do you really like doing? And then same like set your prices the way that like it's gonna feel good. You have to make this yeah. job feel good for you. Right. And um and then, and then you just got to promote it, like, uh, just as much as you fucking can. You'll feel crazy with how much you have to promote it, and you'll feel annoying. And if you can, promote it on your social media that has the biggest audience, that has the most amount of followers. Um, like, I know a lot of people do not want their friends and stuff to know about their OnlyFans, but that is going to limit how much money you can make, especially right at the beginning. And right. So, that's Same with any job, right? It's like marketing is just a part of anything. Yeah. And marketing is a huge part of this because um, it's, <laughs> a lot of times people are very, you know, the idea of subscribing to OnlyFans is new to them. So they kind of got to see it a bunch of times until they are like, hmm, maybe I should sign up. And so just promote as much as you can. And then also remember that it is a business. And so it does require work. It does require investment of time and not a ton of money it doesn't have to be but sometimes you know and yeah. also it takes a while to grow so if you don't make a thousand bucks your first month um don't quit keep going for sure absolutely well i think that's a great place to end off i'll make sure that the links to your youtube channel are down in the description so that people can check it out as well as all your socials but thank you so much for coming on this is an yeah. incredible episode i'm really excited for this to go up and for people to kind of really get like an inside look into only fans versus just the bella thorne drama <laughs> yeah no it was interesting thank you very much for having me and i wish you luck editing out all my dog parts <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye.